Hey guys, this week the podcast is a little bit different. Dustin's not here. It's just me and Jen. We actually recorded this several months ago. This is more of a serious look at what it's like to shoot a wedding with an iPhone. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Boy, oh boy, listeners, do I have a treat for you today. I'm sat here with with world-famous iPhone photographer Jennifer Van Elk, my wife. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so what we wanted to talk about today is... Uh, when the iPhone 11 Pro came out, a lot of people were talking about how it was going to put photographers out of business, how, why would anybody pay for a professional photographer because you could just, you know, get an iPhone 11 Pro and shoot a wedding with that, or shoot real estate with that, or whatever. And so we heard a lot of people talking about this, and we saw somebody do like an engagement shoot where like they shot with one of these things, and it was just like... An engagement shoot isn't the real deal. So Jen put it to the test, and uh, we, we, we went to a wedding. We shot a wedding with the iPhone 11 Pro all day. Every single thing, all day long. And so that's what, uh, that's what I want to talk to Jen about right now, is what that was like and what the process of shooting with the iPhone 11 Pro was like. And just before we get too far into it, for everybody at home who's about to rage quit the podcast and throw their phones against the wall, I shot the wedding with a 5D Mark IV. I had a second shooter who was also shooting with a 5D Mark IV. Jen was there as like a third party because we wanted to test out the iPhone 11 Pro and really see what the limitations of it were and see how it would hold up against real cameras for an eight-hour wedding, not for like a 30-minute engagement shoot at sunset or whatever I'm not trying to throw shade at these other people i mean but i am kind of <laughs> so jen thank you so much for sitting down to talk to me about this yes steven thanks for having me <sighs> we agreed i would be the serious one this time you have to do jokes okay your turn do a joke <laughs> quick <laughs> So, uh, Jen, if you could just kind of tell people what your um, what your vision was for this, because this was your idea. You were the one who convinced me we should buy an iPhone 11 Pro several months before they came out so you could do this. And you even picked out which wedding you wanted to do it at. So this is all on you. <laughs> I saw the first launch, the first commercial they put out for in the iPhone 11 Pro, and I was so mesmerized by what you could do with it that I had to get my hands on one. It's like when the new cameras come out, whether it be Nikon or Canon, when Canon came out with the um, new Mark IVs um, or Mark II to Mark III, uh, three to four, everyone wants to get an opportunity to try it out. And I felt like this would be an amazing opportunity to see if this is something that could replace me as a photographer. 
or possibly make my job easier. Re- replace you as a photographer? Is this is this have feet? Can it walk to the wedding? Does it, it have the ability it's, to make conscious decisions about what, what to shoot? You would not believe what this iPhone can do. It has feet. It has a brain. It can respond to. Co- no, I'm I'm saying in the sense of can Angie Bob take a wedding, uh, take photos at a wedding, and they look similar to what I can shoot. Mm-hmm. So the hope for this was you wanted to go out and shoot a wedding all day with the iPhone and see what we if we could deliver photos to our clients that look as good to our clients as our cameras do. Not that look as good to us because we'll always see the differences, but um, just to see if clients will be able to tell a difference. So by shooting on the phone, uh, we kind of we had the ability to. Not just shoot on the phone, but also edit and deliver the photos on the phone in a much shorter time span than we normally would with shooting photos. Unless you're going to shoot like with a wireless setup where you just, you know, wirelessly send all your photos straight to your iPad and edit from there or your phone. Whichever one. I don't I don't want to judge what people choose to do with their wireless Wi-Fi cameras. Um, but the, the goal was we could shoot, we could edit, we could deliver photos at the end of the night. So, um Let's just jump right into it, Jen. Uh, first up, were you able to shoot with the phone all day? Yes. Uh, as far as battery life goes, I still had plenty by the end of the evening capturing that, but I did set it. Um, one thing that I needed to do to make sure that I could pull up the camera and shoot at any point in time was I had to make sure that my screen didn't lock. And I also had to make sure that it was up a lot longer. So um, to keep... to to save the battery life, I would turn the power off on the side as soon as I was done taking a picture. And then as soon as I'm ready to take another one, I would hit the power button again and then my camera would already be up. And I'd So not turn the power off, but just um, turn it to sleep. I, yes, I would put it in sleep mode. That's that is correct. So I don't know if sleep mode's the right term, but you know, where you hit the power button <laughs> well, and the screen th- goes. I would black. turn the screen off. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't turn the phone off, but I would turn the screen off to save the battery power. And the reason for not using face ID to unlock it every single time? It took an incredibly long time for it to actually load up. And then I would have to pull up the, the camera every single time. And that um, is not something you can do. You do not have time for a wedding. Um, if something happens like a first kiss, you can't wait for face ID to pop up and recognize your face so you can start using the camera. Um, and it wasn't always that, like, um, sometimes it would try to, like, you can use the camera without using your face ID, but a lot of times it would start to recognize my face. And so it would start to load up so that I could go to my home screen and then I could potentially miss opportunities. Now I learned this very quickly when I was trying to shoot details before I started the, the entire day. And so I went ahead and I turned all of those things off. So then during the day, were you using the phone as a phone at all? Uh, Were you using it as a device on the internet or anything? Or was it just like a dedicated camera for you all day? No, I purchased this to be a a pretty much a camera accessory. Um, I'm not using it as I can't as a texting device, as uh, phone calls, internet, anything. So I have no notifications. It, it is just a camera for me right now. So um, the end result from the whole day, uh, did you, were you able to shoot on it all day long? It held up, battery lasted. You were able to shoot from beginning of the day to the end of the night. Is that correct? For the most part. 
Um, as good as it is in low light, uh, I didn't think it was something I could deliver to my clients. Uh, we were outside at nighttime doing uh, reception shots and I pretty much took just a couple shots and realized that this is just not going to work. It was too blurry because you had that motion. I think it could work if we were doing maybe some night portraits uh, where people are staying still. But the fact that everybody is moving at a pretty rapid rate at dancing, you know, like the DJ was like really killing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was moving around dancing and had glow sticks. And so it just made it almost impossible to shoot with the the phone. But for the most part, um, it did work for the rest or for the full day. Okay. So let's kind of break it down and we'll go uh, through the day, just kind of a uh, portion by portion throughout the whole day and kind of talk about the photos, how you felt like the, the phone performed as a professional device. And then after that, we'll kind of get into more of the phone as a tool and how it would compare to, um, using like a DSLR or something like that, as far as like ergonomically, how did it feel? How did it feel in your hand? Stuff like that. So first up, um, let's talk most people, most important thing on their day for their wedding, unless they're a documentary style shooter is going to be their sunset photos. That's uh, the big money maker. So, um, how would you, how do you feel the phone performed during sunset portraits? Honestly, I'm, pretty happy with the way the phone performed with all the portraits, mm. whether it be for sunset, for uh, the morning, for the first look, as long as it was an actual portrait and ended up working out really well. Um, there are some flaws. Um, I did see that if there was any stray hairs, um, it just looked off, looked blurry when it shouldn't be blurry. Um, it doesn't necessarily have the depth perception that... Um, our cameras have. And so the depth that we, we would see with like a 1.8 um, isn't going to be, um, isn't going to look the same as if my, my phone was doing the same. It's just going to make random things blurry and uh, your subjects in focus. Mm -hmm. And it looks kind of nice. It would actually look really great for an Instagram post, but for anybody wanting to put together an album or um uh, make prints on the wall, I would not blow any of these up larger than a four by six. And why would you say not larger than a four by six? Well, because you're going to notice those imperfections. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice the stray hairs that are blurry when they're not supposed to. kind of looks like when you do the finger blur on some of your Instagram photos on your phone to try to create some sort of depth of field. Um, it's, it doesn't look natural. Yeah. And in some cases, like for instance, we had, um, it works really well for one person and it sometimes works well for two people. But when you face, like we did a shot where the couple faced each other and they put their foreheads together, you know, like you do with your, your wedding couples, um, and like fusing them together, like they're one person, but then you have that little triangle underneath their chin where you can see the background. Um, what the phone ended up doing was blurring all the way around the couple, but not the middle because it was, it was seeing that as part of the couple and not the actual background. So it, it's things like that, that just didn't work. Mm -hmm. So for the most part with portraits, it was all right, except for things like where there were gaps in between the two people. Um, you could kind of see that. 
So just to kind of couch this, I don't know if we mentioned it already, but Jen shot the whole wedding in portrait mode. She didn't use like the normal style camera um, just because when we're doing wedding photography, typically we're shooting at very shallow depths of field. Not everybody does that for their wedding photography, but that is how we choose to shoot. Um, So we're typically we're typically under F 4.0 most of the day. Oh, definitely. I would say the majority of time are closer to 2.0 or um, even 1.8 at some, like with some sort of detail shots. We want to create a very shallow depth of field. Um, and so, you know, we're looking maybe family portraits or wedding party portraits. We're shooting a little bit higher so everybody's in focus. But yeah, um, it's typically very wide open. Yeah, because I mean, you could shoot all these photos without the portrait mode on and then not have to worry about anything with uh, the depth of field stuff. But that's not really the style or the look that we're going for with our photography. Yeah. And it's not the style or look that most photographers we know of who are, are going for. Yeah. Um, so that's why we chose to leave the phone in portrait mode all day. Um, so then how you you did some photos during the group photos. How did you feel like those turned out? Um, actually, I'm pretty happy with them. Um, even though I did shoot in portrait mode most of the time, um, some of the times I would switch over to the other camera, um, I still ended up liking the ones that were in portrait mode a a bit better, um, just because I really think that the switching over to the other camera, um, was made it look like a camera phone. I think the one thing that made this, the reason why I chose to do portrait mode over the other mode is because this is what sets this phone apart from some of the other cameras um some of the other point and shoot um cameras and so i even specifically this phone's portrait mode is better with the three different lenses and choosing between them and stuff than the last phone which also did portrait mode yeah another thing that i did um along with shooting in portrait mode is I almost always shot with the, the 2X camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quote unquote telephoto the whole time, but I would say it was probably more equivalent to a 50 millimeter. Um, I didn't want to see any distortion on the couples and I didn't want to see any distortion on details or anything like that. So I wanted to make sure that everything was zoomed in. Did you, uh, did you try shooting any wider at any point and like see distortion? I did. Um, I think with the wedding party photos there was some places where we were a little too close and i wasn't able to get far enough back to be able to use the the 2x and so i used it that time there was a couple of room shots that i took where everybody was getting ready but it just it it was a little too distorted that i like i want to make sure that my couples look like themselves they don't look stretched out or look wide anything that's going to cause them to um dislike a photo so you talked a little bit about like shooting at the reception earlier, but how would you say, uh, so, so every wedding we do, we try to do some, uh, photos at night with off camera flash. We usually choose to backlight our subjects for those photos. Did you have any success shooting any photos at night when we were doing that? We brought video lights specifically so that you could also do this as opposed to just shooting with off camera flash. So only I would be able to do it with a, uh, with my DSLR. Yeah, I was, but I don't think it was quality enough to be able to deliver to my client. Um, It was a a lot more pixelated than um, seeing a lot of noise in Mm -hmm. the shadows that we would typically see with a DSLR. So 
I, um, I did deliver uh, pictures at the end of the night of the wedding to the couple. So if they wanted to share online, they could. Um, and I didn't deliver any of those photos, even though there were some of our favorites that you had created for the couple. Now, you did deliver one photo because I saw it in the gallery. And it was a photo of the medium pretzels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it was a mustard on her lip. <laughs> this was, it was cute because they were feeding, the, instead of like feeding each other, they did end up doing a cake cutting, but like they had the pretzels. There was no one else around and they decided to feed each other pretzels, which was hilarious because it wasn't, it was purely like that was just them at the moment, not them trying to perform for their guests. So it was just really cute. And I took a picture of it. The lighting was a little different. There was a, um, a light. Uh, coming from a different angle and there was also an, an an ambient light that lit them up and so there was a lot less noise in the shadows and so I yeah I ended up delivering that one to them but it wasn't one of the portraits mm -hmm. so throughout the wedding day we we do um we do some like posed things we do portraits uh group photos stuff like that but most of the day we try to shoot more in a candid or documentary style yeah um whether it's like getting ready throughout the ceremony, of course you can't do that post at all. Um, but how, how do you feel like it held up as a documentary vehicle, like as a candid camera? Yeah. Honestly, Smile. I think You're on. this candid is the camera. <laughs> I think this is the one thing. Um, I mean, there were many things that I did like about it, um, but this is probably the thing that I liked the most. Um, anytime you have a giant DSLR with a giant lens attached to it, you lift it up to your face and everyone looks at you. Like, it's just, it's unnatural. It looks unnatural. And so people are drawn to it. They look. And so um, we try to, I shoot with a telephoto a lot just so people don't see me, but for some reason they like they, it's just like they sense it now having a phone in your hand is so natural now that you can take pictures of people on the street and they don't even realize you're doing it um so that was one thing that I really actually loved about the phone is that no one even noticed I was there so taking those pictures um what it felt probably a lot more natural to guests to the couple than for me to have uh, my DSLR so how did that work out for you um, during getting ready? It was a much more dimly lit situation yeah. um, as compared to later. Did you have any troubles during getting ready like you had when you were trying to do like reception photos or night photos or anything like that? No, um, I I think I was still kind of figuring out what I was going to do, but I, I'm pretty content with uh, how things happened. Um, still having problems with shutter, like faster shutter. So if, um, I think there was one that I ended up throwing out where, um, her daughter was moving a bit and I could see a little bit of a motion blur, which you're not, I mean, the way that I would have shot with my camera would have been probably a higher shutter speed and you wouldn't have seen that. Mm. Um, so I feel like I'm, I threw out a lot more than I would have with the DSLR. Um, and then looking at what you had taken, um, you were, you had the ability to take a lot more pictures as well. Mm -hmm. So then the next thing I would say would be the ceremony, um, or, well, no, the, Next thing would be the details. How, how do you feel like the phone performed for details? Uh, to be quite honest, I was not happy. Um, I didn't really like any of the detail shots except for one straight on shot of the... Um, Lay the flat? 
the lay flat with the imitations and all of the floral and, and things around. I feel like that worked because I wanted everything to be in focus anyways, but anything where I wanted some sort of depth of field, it just didn't work because it wasn't recognizing, even if it was in portrait mode, trying to pretend like a ring is a human being, like it just didn't work. And so they got that portrait mode down for people and pets, not yeah. for rings. Yes. Yet. Not, not at all. Unless you could get like a dog shaped ring. Or a fish one. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Jen has recurring nightmares that I get her a an engagement ring that's shaped like a fish. <laughs> so the details were not, that was not ideal. And actually, as soon as I started the details, which was, that was actually the first thing I started shooting, I got really frustrated. I thought it was going to be easier for me to shoot this wedding with this. And I realized what, um, how complicated it really was going to be. So you kind of started out on a, not, not with, with the phone, not putting its best foot forward, you would say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just, I think that for someone starting off with a DSLR, that's probably what it was feeling like for me to start off with this phone to take pictures, even though it was much easier for me to get the shots. And I think it's, it's of course, as a professional photographer, I'm probably going to be coming up with better images than someone who doesn't no light well um it was still very difficult mm -hmm. um because i wanted to it to perform well and i wanted to deliver uh the couple great photos um even though we had a full team there to shoot the entire wedding without the um the iphone photos um I was hoping it could be something that we could use on the side to be able to deliver photos to clients quickly and you felt like it didn't live up to that? Not for a lot of things for the wedding. I think for the detail shots, candid shots still felt like, you know, you're not having that depth of field you would get with a, you know, 70 to 200 at 2.8. Um, you don't have this documentary feel. It definitely looks like you're taking a picture with a cell phone. So then how did you feel about the um, ceremony during the ceremony? I shoot with a telephoto a lot during the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So at what I perceived as like a 50 millimeter, it wasn't enough for me. Like I don't even shoot with a 50 millimeter for the wedding, for the ceremony myself. Like I'm almost always on a 200, uh, a 70 to 200 or a 35 just to get one wide room shot. So to try to get all of these shots with just the limitations of that is the only zoom that I could use. You didn't want to walk up to the front and stand in front of all the guests Absolutely with an iPhone? No. <laughs> and that's something that I'm trying to avoid. Like well, I'm going to, I'm treating the phone. I'm not going to act like a different photographer. I wanted to act like the photographer that I am, which is I try to be discreet. I want to be a fly on the wall and be as documentary style as is possible. Uh, and a telephoto allows me to do that. And so I know that my couples like those close-up shots of their faces during the ceremony. I remember from our wedding, that's something that I really enjoyed. Um, and so I want to be able to deliver that to my couples. And I just wasn't able to get any of that. And it was really frustrating for me. So then um, at the reception... You used it for before it got too dark uh, during toast, dances, cake cutting, and open dancing. Uh, open dancing, you said it kind of fell apart earlier at the. That's very when it top. got dark. Um, the but rest of it was pretty toast, lit up. Toast, dances, yeah. and cake cutting. How did you feel like it performed for that stuff? I think looking at it for as a cell phone, uh, phone like cell phone 
uh, camera, it worked really well. Like I was really impressed. Um, I've actually taken it out to do some photos of the kids going to the zoo, to the park, um, just because I've been really happy with it. I actually would take it on vacation with us. But um, again, as a professional photographer, there are some things that I want to be able to deliver to my couples. Um, I'm still able to get all the things that everyone else is getting, um, but I'm not able to get those um, like quote unquote money shots of like the, the toast, them coming out for their grand entrance, everything is super wide. Um, and even though I can crop it down, it, the pixelation is just not great for, um, cropping down an image to be like one twenty twentieth of the size. Mm-hmm. We've kind of gone through most of the wedding day then. Um, let's just talk broad strokes. What do you feel like were the successes for the phone throughout the day? Um, like I said, number one would definitely be the fact that I could be much more discreet. I was able to take pictures of guests without them even realizing I'm there um, because the phone was so small and um, everyone has one. So it, it wasn't anything that seemed out in the ordinary. Um, I loved how quickly I could get the photos to my couples and I had something instant. Like I, I could show them something immediate and then it was going to be, look like the way that it looks. Uh, also, um, it looked really great for portraits. Mm-hmm. I actually posted a few to the, um, my Instagram story and photographers were shocked that they were actually Instagram or uh, iPhone photos. Like they, um, I had several people message me asking like, what did you shoot that with? If it wasn't uh, with a, with your your camera. Um, so there is that, um, especially if you want how instant things are today and everybody wants things right away. It's a great way to give some sort of highlight to either your clients or, um, to your Instagram or your, your, um, your Instagram story to be able to market. I love that aspect of it. Um, also think that it's, um, it performed very well, um, a lot faster than most uh, cameras, uh, instant cameras like a, a cell phone camera. Um, of course, it's not going to move as fast as um, the shutter speed of my Mark IV, but it definitely moved a lot quicker than our cell phones in the past. Mm-hmm. And what do you think are the places where it failed the most in summary? As a wedding photography device. Um, I don't think it's something that could easily replace a DSLR or anybody who knows what they're doing. I, I've been shooting for a decade now, so I, I know how to shoot a wedding and I feel like I could say that, um, I, I can shoot a wedding well. Um, it was, it was challenging for me to do this. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine someone who has no experience, uh, with wedding photography to try to shoot a a wedding with an iPhone. But specifically like details, portraits where there are two people in it and like space in between them. Those would be like the specifics of like where it kind of fell apart. You would say. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you would put into that category? Um, Actually, I think the the accessibility of being able to pull up a camera and take a picture, it just wasn't 
moving as quickly as I needed it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was very frustrating to be able to, even with the adjustment you made to even like with turn the off the face unlock yeah. and everything. Yeah. Even with that, it was still too slow for what I needed it to do. Um, I love that I can just, even when my DSLR is on my hip, I can grab it from my hip and put it to my face and take a picture in less time than it would if I had the phone mm-hmm. already opened up to take the photo. So um, it's just, it's not, obviously it's not made to shoot a wedding. It's yeah. not, it's a, it's a cell phone, cell phone with a great camera on it. And I would Honestly, I would highly recommend it for people who want to um, be able to have some great photos without having a professional DSLR, but it's definitely not made for, to be a professional photography device. So which photos would you say were the easiest to shoot with the uh, iPhone throughout the day? Would you say candids for the most part? No, I would easily save the portraits. The portraits? Oh, yeah. Portraits were so much easier and they actually were coming out for the most part, like buttery and exactly how I like to have my, um, my photos for my, my camera. Um, of course, like I said, with the, the hiccups of the stray hairs and, and just random pieces of the backgrounds, if two people are together and you can see through that. But, um, for the most part, that was my favorite part to shoot. And I still, to this day, really enjoy shooting portraits of my kids with it because it looks so nice for an actual camera phone. Was it easier throughout the day to shoot anything with the iPhone as opposed to like, would you ever prefer to pick up the iPhone over the DSLR for anything on a wedding day? I would say that shooting candids were easier. Mm. It was easier just because, like I said before, that it was so discreet that it was easier to catch people at in good places. It just doesn't look the way that I would want it to look. So even though it would be easier, um, it's just, it's not up to par where my standards are. <laughs> and I think even the same with can like for the ceremony, ceremony reception, it was, it was easier to have my phone. Um, it takes a lot physically to carry a, um, a camera with a battery grip and a lens and a flash on top that my body is wrecked by the end of the day. So it was actually kind of nice to be able to just have a cell phone and, uh, feel great, uh, by the end of the day. So when, when you found the phone to be failing on things like detail shots and stuff like that, was there anything you could do to try to compensate or to, um, help it out at all? What I like, for example, um, I was seeing the um, the depth that was messed up on the cake because they had a letter and it had within that letter um, on top of the cake, you could see the background in the middle. The only way that I found for me to fix that is to take it out of portrait mode and shoot it that way or um, to shoot in a different angle. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could find something to create a, um, for it to be more noticeable that there was a background, I could put that there. You didn't bring our sequence backdrop with you for all the photos? No, I didn't. (laughs) But if like, say, if I put a piece of white paper behind it, you could see it. As soon as I took it away, it was going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just trying to find, be, be unique in the ways to be able to capture it. Um, like for instance, I just took a picture from the very top. That was really nice too, because I wouldn't have to get a ladder. I could just actually hold the phone above me and take the picture. Um, for all those people who love like the uh, bird's eye view photos, those this camera is perfect for it because um, it's 
discreet, it's not heavy, and it's going to pretty much focus on the what you want it to focus on, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So if you were to try this again, would you shoot the details with a normal with the normal camera mode instead of trying to shoot them in the portrait mode? Or would you just not shoot the details at all? <laughs> um, the details actually worked really nicely um, in the normal mode for the most part. Um, it still, to me, looked like a camera phone. Um, but I think it just depends on how you shoot. With You can even make a DSLR look the same. Like, it just depends on what kind of depth of field you're using. Um, so I think I would have probably, I just wouldn't have approached it the way that I, I approached with my DSLR. But for this experiment, I wanted to shoot like I usually do so that I could see, like, what works and what doesn't work. Um, especially since I know the way that I shoot is probably the way that a lot of people shoot uh, in this industry. Um, but I think that I would approach things way differently. Um, I probably wouldn't do... Um, try to create so much depth of field. Um, maybe use portrait mode, but shoot each detail individually uh, and then put it them with a background that is actually going to work. It just is, I know what would end up happening is it would take a lot more time. You didn't want to just bring around like a giant piece of blurry glass to hold up behind <laughs> every single one of the details? No, I think I just wanted to US, use a DSLR. I think that's just what I wanted to do. <laughs> So you shot most of the time in portrait mode with the natural lighting mode. Did you ever try switching it over to studio lighting or any of the other modes? Um, I did, but I honestly, uh, with weddings being so fast paced, I didn't have an opportunity. That's another thing. Like you don't really have the opportunity to play around and switch around cause you have to just get the shots. Mm. And so, um, Maybe with more experience with it, I could try a few other things, but I did switch around to see what it would look like. And I was like, in some instances, it looked a bit cheesy. So I ended up switching it over to just a, a normal mode. Um, I know that it probably works really well for other things, but for what I tried, it just wasn't working. So let's kind of break away from talking about like picture quality and stuff like that. And let's talk about the phone more as a professional tool and uh, kind of get into the ergonomics, the aesthetic of the phone itself, as opposed to the aesthetic of the pictures. Um, let's start out. Let's. Uh, you kind of hit into that battery life already. Yeah. The phone started the wedding day with 100% battery life because we charged everything, including the phone, before we left for the wedding. <laughs> At the end of the wedding, how much battery life was left? If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was over 25%. Mm-hmm. Which and this is me using it for a camera all day for eight hours. And now we brought external batteries with us yeah. to charge the phone in case you needed to. Did you ever have to use one of those? No. Did you ever plug it into the wall? No. So you shot for about eight hours with the phone and still had about twenty five percent of the battery life left? Yeah. And this is the way that I was shooting it. I did not have it on the entire time. Like yeah. I said, I would I would turn off the screen um every time I would take a photo and I didn't need to take another one until whatever else was happening. Um, and I made it so that even when I lift it up, it's, I would have to, to push the button to turn it on. So, um, that I think really saved the battery life. I don't know what it would be like if it was just straight on me using it. Like you would typically use your cell phone. If you how had much, the data on and everything. Yeah. How much, yeah. And there was no data. So it's like on airplane mode as well. Um, I don't know how much that would have drained the battery, but for me using it strictly as a camera, it only took about 75, 80% of the battery. Did you shoot any videos? 
I did. Um, not a lot, just a couple. Um, I wanted to see um, what it looked like um, with how I, since we were shooting with professional grade cameras, um, I wanted to see what the quality would be like. Um, also um, attempting to pull screens from the, the actual video. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into the actual like editing process and everything in a little bit. But right now I just kind of want to talk about you edited, you cold edited and delivered the photos before we even got home, basically. Yeah. Um, what was, did you have to plug the phone in while you're editing the photos or when you said it had 25% left, is that after you were done calling and that editing? Was, that was done with everything. That was after I had edited them and um, I edited them while we were driving home. Um, it was about a half an hour drive, right? Yes. I am a half an hour drive from um, the venue to home and I was editing and calling. And um, when I had an opportunity, I would flag. And the way that I did it is I just picked favorites and I knew I was only delivering a certain amount. I just flagged what I thought were the best from what I could see from the thumbnails. But I, I just wanted to make sure that I had at least 100 images that I could send over to them. And I delivered them within an hour after we left. So sounds like the battery life was more than enough. And if it's not, you could always bring a spare battery with you. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about how the iPhone felt in your hand. So you typically shoot with a Canon 5D Mark IV. Uh, you're, you haven't made the jump over to like any mirrorless stuff yet. You're not shooting mm -hmm. with like a little Fujifilm X-Pro3 with a tiny little lens on it or anything. Um, so how did this feel compared to a 5D Mark IV with regards to weight? Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, um, it was nice to not be in pain by the end of the day uh, with lifting up heavy equipment, carrying around heavy equipment. This just slipped right in my pocket. So it was just really nice to be able to um, almost feel like a guest at a wedding, just taking pictures every once in a while. So um, I there was a lot more flexibility on what I could wear, um, how long my shoes were lasting, those sorts of things before I started feeling pain. And I felt pretty great using it. Um, I don't think that just like a flat surface, um, it wasn't easier to hold than my DSLR. I mean, I've got a little grip on it and I've, um, I have a placement where I put my hands and that was with that, like pulling that up, it was like, okay, now where do I put my hands? I, and I just kind of shot it the way that I typically do when I'm capturing my kids. Probably looks like one of the um, like moms trying to like take a picture of their kids. Like, how do you work this thing? Um, but I kind of felt that way with using it because it was so, I mean, honestly, it was foreign to me because I'm so used to using the DSLR. Um, even when we go on vacation, we use our DSLRs um, a lot and usually Steven's the one taking photos um I take my breaks <laughs> I take my breaks from photography then but um it was yeah it was it was a little bit challenging with that um but like I said the weight was awesome I loved how light it was uh, I felt like I could shoot a lot more weddings if my equipment weighed that much so when you were actually shooting, though, were you tapping the glass or were you pressing one of the volume buttons to uh, depress the shutter? Both. Both? Yeah. How was that feeling? Did you prefer tapping the glass or pressing the volume button? Um, tapping the glass. 
So the volume button gives you like a satisfying click, much like yeah. uh, when you shoot with a DSLR, you have that good push with the finger, you feel <laughs> you feel the uh, the volume rocker push down underneath you, so you know what just yeah. happened. There's no real tactile response, though, when you're just shooting with the phone. You don't have that either. And my problem is, even with using my iPhone, is I tend to push the wrong button. Like my DSLR, I don't have a problem with that. But sometimes I'm hitting the power button. So I knew that it was going to be just easier for me to tap the screen than to actually push the button because I've had so many problems with it in the past. Mm -hmm. And how did the uh, how did the glass feel when you push the screen? This is really something that your listeners need to know. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually tapping glass. What is it like uh, 800 times throughout the day? Does that wear on your finger at all? Does your finger get raw? No. No? No, 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 no. Like, I know sometimes shooting with a DSLR, if it's like a long wedding day, like 16 hours or something like that, by the end of the day, my pointer finger, which I'm using to press the shutter button, will actually start to hurt and feel bad. So I'm curious, did you have any of that with the uh, with the volume rocker or with the glass? Um, no, I, I didn't have any issues, but even if I did have any issues, I could actually switch fingers, um, which isn't something I can do with my DSLR. I've done that multiple times with the DSLR. I've <laughs> shot with my pointer finger. I've shot with my middle finger. I have ever needed to do I've that. I've even shot with the, uh, the ring finger on my right hand, which is not easy, but. I don't understand why I think you need to this is like back when we first started okay. and I might shoot 6,000 photos work. at a wedding and you'd get really mad at me now that doesn't happen very much where I feel like RSI pain uh through a wedding day with a DSLR unless it's like three days of weddings in a row yeah. then I might feel some trouble so you didn't have any finger fatigue throughout the day no did you have any other RSI issues, back pain, neck pain? I know you said to me towards the end of the day that holding the phone because um, cause you weren't looking through like a viewfinder at it, so you didn't have it up to your eye. You actually had it out in front of your body. You yeah. said towards the end of the day, your upper back started to hurt a little bit because of the stance you had to take. Like, like my pain. It's typically um, in my shoulders, my neck, my feet, oh my gosh, my feet, and my calves, which I wasn't really experiencing. So compared to normal, no, I wasn't having that type of fatigue. But you did have a little bit of pain, like upper back, you would say? I would say that if I was if I was shooting um, a longer wedding, I would have definitely started to feel a little bit more pain. But I mean, it wasn't something I wasn't already used to because I hold my camera, my DSLR up like that but just a little bit higher to, mm -hmm. to my face. Shooting with an iPhone is kind of like if you're shooting in live mode with your 5G Mark It's like IV. if you're being lazy with your DSLR. <laughs> you say being lazy. A lot of people prefer to shoot like that. <laughs> but yeah, so you'd still have the same back problems as far as upper back goes with the stance of like shoulders back, arms raised and everything, but probably not nearly as much because it's so much lighter than most mirrorless cameras and most DSLRs. So uh, let's talk about durability. Did you feel like the phone was durable or did you feel like it was fragile throughout the day? Well, it's made out of glass, so I thought it was fragile. But, I mean, I, I had a case on it so that I didn't have to worry if it did slip out of my hands. Did you feel like you had to baby it at all throughout the day? No, because I'm used to using equipment that I want to be pretty gentle with. Mm -hmm. So the case you had it in, what, what kind of a case was it? It's just a clear, like, rubber silicone case that has bumpers on the end mm -hmm. just in case that it falls and won't hit the glass. 
Did the uh, silicon go over the volume buttons and the power button? Yeah. Did that make it those buttons harder to push in? Yes. Did you feel like if you didn't have the case, you might have felt more comfortable pushing those buttons throughout the day? Um, yes and no, because then I would have been scared I was going to drop it. So it would have just been a mental battle. Mm-hmm. Was it weird to have a camera on you all day that didn't have a strap? No neck strap, no shoulder strap, no like hand strap thing or anything like that? I think it would have been more weird if um, I didn't have something with pockets, but I purposely wore something with pockets so I could slide it in when I needed to. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult to keep track of the phone throughout the day and uh, w- and where you were putting the phone? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a good question, um, considering that I lose my camera bag almost every single wedding. Um, <laughs> Did you lose the phone? <laughs> I didn't lose the phone. It's because it was one thing that I had to have on me all the time. I take my camera bag off and I set it down because I don't want to be exhausted by the end of the day. So I don't want to carry it around everywhere. So sometimes I get distracted, something happens and I have to move fast, move quickly and I forget it. Um, With the camera though, I wasn't setting it down anywhere. It was just going in my hand or in my pocket, in Mm -hmm. my hand or in my pocket. So there was really no opportunity for me to lose it. Are there any accessories that you wish existed for the phone or that you wish you had used to make it using it in a fast paced professional setting a little bit easier? I wish that I had a telephoto for it. That's really, I think it would have changed my, um, my feelings for it drastically. So if something I had, more than just the two X on the phone yes, itself? Yes. Um, it would, to be able to shoot another wedding with it, I would need a telephoto. So you didn't wish like that your case had like a strap and you could just like throw it over your shoulder and not have to worry about dropping it or anything no, like that? No, because that would look super dorky. <laughs> Do cameras look super dorky to you? Um, the way some people wear them. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? So, uh, you also use video lights throughout the day. Um, how did the video lights work with the camera? Um, it actually worked really nicely. I I think that the way that the video lights work for video is pretty much what I was using it for the photos. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was having less motion blur, um, because of the video lights, um, I didn't want to use my my on-camera phone flash, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that everything was off-camera like I typically shoot. Um, I'm sure there are accessories to diffuse the flash or to um, make it look a little nicer. It's just not the type of style that I went for. Um, and so I did end up taking a couple with the, the flash on during the reception just to see what it looked like, but um, that's really it. Yeah. How, how did those photos turn out? Were they deliverable? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think they were. I was just looking at them. They are um, pretty good for a camera, like for an iPhone, honestly. Like I most, I would say for someone who thinks that all photography is good, um, they would probably think that it's good photography. <laughs> So other than uh, continuous lights, a telephoto lens, and maybe like a cool strap case that you could wear across maybe your shoulders. Maybe having some way to strap um, it to my hand permanently or yeah. something. <laughs> like a glove. Yeah. No, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's a valid thing to want. I'm just curious about like, are, were there any other accessories you wish you could have had for the phone? That would have made your life a little bit easier on the day. Anything that was frustrating that you felt like could have It would helped. be nice if it had like a str- like a straw that was like attached to a bag of margarita that was on the back of it. That would have made my life easier. Now the margarita would get in the way of the lens, Jen. 
No, it wouldn't. If you make it properly, it would not block the lens. So let's talk about the aesthetic of having a phone with you all day. How did it look to be walking around with just a phone out for parts of the day? Um, I looked like a guest. Did that feel awkward to you? Yes. Did you feel like it was more freeing or did you feel like people were looking at you like, what is Uncle Cousin Anjabob doing over there? <laughs> I Okay, so I felt freeing during the candid moments like the reception ceremony because mm -hmm. it looked like I was just a guest taking a couple of pictures but I felt incredibly awkward during family photos and during wedding party photos because I assumed they're like why is she on her phone mm -hmm. that's when I felt really awkward but um, I am an awkward person and had to say aren't you guys excited that we're going to be delivering photos tonight because <laughs> I wanted them to know that I was actually working and not just playing on my phone. Mm -hmm. how, how did guests react to seeing you with a phone out? I didn't really have any guests to respond to it. Like no one was asking what, about, what I like, was doing. What about the bridal party or the, uh, the couple themselves? Um, I was very upfront uh, at the beginning to let them know that I will be there. I was not supposed to be shooting the wedding. I was, it was one of my clients, but it was an associate wedding. So I let them know that I was going to be there to shoot with the iPhone because we we're trying something new out. And if they were okay with that or if not okay with that, just let me know. But um, they were actually really excited. So um, they, they were the idea of being able to access some wedding photos that night to be able to post like we're married mm -hmm. um, was exciting to them. How, how did other vendors react to you shooting with an iPhone like the wedding planners or anybody else? Um, well, since my name is the business, I think it was it's kind of hard to look at it this way but people still thought that I was the one shooting the wedding and so I was constantly having <laughs> vendors come up to me to an iPhone now but well, yeah but people still came up to me and was like hey where do you want them for family photos I'm like I don't know I'm not shooting I'm not the one shooting this wedding <laughs> like don't ask me I'm trying to do something how did they react to you having an iPhone oh they thought it was really cool with? They thought it was really neat, like now, a new idea. How did idea. they react to you being at the wedding? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, that's pretty much what happened. Even if you're shooting with an iPhone, I don't think it matters. They're still going to be like, oh, you're the photographer. What do you want to do? Um, but yeah, with with the iPhone, they thought it was really cool because they, um, well, at least for the people who talked to me, the people who talked behind my back, no idea. I have no idea who actually said anything about, like, this is really weird. This photographer is walking around with an iPhone. Honestly, I don't care. This was a, an experiment we wanted to do to see what works and what doesn't. Um, but everyone that I had chatted with, they thought it was a really neat idea. Did the uh, You had the phone in the case all day. It was a silicone case that you could see through. Um, did you feel like the case made the phone seem more or less professional? The case? Yeah. Uh, no. I think that the case just because it's clear, it doesn't really, you can't even really tell that there is a case on the phone. Is there a case you wish existed to make the phone seem like more of a professional tool or are you, would you prefer I mean, it if to I seem was, more If I were candid? trying to hide the fact that it was an, an iPhone and not a camera, I would like something like a phone case that actually looks like a camera would be really nice, <laughs> but it's <laughs> because, it, and, and when I mean like, 
a case. I mean, an actual like box because you couldn't do like a case like what Steve has on the on his, which is like a police box from Doctor Who. It still looks like a phone. Like I would want a case that actually looks like a camera because it would be it would give me an opportunity to actually make it look like it's a professional gear instead of just an iPhone, which I mean, the iPhone is expensive, so it should be. Do, do you feel like the phone, if you were using it? as a primary tool do you feel like it would need to look more professional or do you think it's fine as it is yes it's the same instance um which i don't have anything against people using like entry-level professional gear the gear does not make the professional but constantly having when i first started off i was constantly having people typically older gentlemen coming up to me and saying oh i've got that camera at home Mm -hmm. And so it made me feel like they were saying you're not a professional. Um, and, and so to avoid that altogether, having something that is um, a little, making it a little more discreet would make me feel more comfortable because um, mostly I want to be able to do my job. I don't want people coming up to me and, and asking me questions about my gear um, I just want to be able to do what I'm supposed to do. And I think that if I'm walking around with a camera all day, you know, eventually I'm going to have people start asking me questions. Um, so let's talk about the editing process. Uh, how many photos did you take in all? Around like 800? There was there was close to 1,000. Okay. And how many did you deliver to the client? Okay. Um, I delivered about 100, but that wasn't necessarily me going and picking all of the things that I thought that they would want, but mostly the ones that stood out the most. Mm -hmm. And what was the culling process like? You kind of got into it a little bit earlier as far as uh, just going through and picking favorites. Uh, yeah. How does that work on the iPhone? So when you're pulling up your gallery, um, you um, can look at your album in thumbnails and that's pretty much what I did. I just, I, what I wanted to do is get them done as quickly as possible because I knew that when I got home, I wanted to deliver the photos. So um, I just went through anything that stood out to me. I favorited. And then when I went to my albums, I went to my favorite albums. I opened them up and then I looked at all those photos individually and, and just unfavorited the unheart. Like I just removed the heart from the ones that mm -hmm. I didn't think were um, good enough to deliver so, so i just i, I went through that mm -hmm. process and then i brought them all into the lightroom so you said it only took about 30 minutes to an hour to cull edit and deliver the photos at the end of the day yeah. um were, were you culling at all throughout the day as you were going along or did you save all that for the end I was looking through the photos to see what was standing out and I was seeing what was working too. So I kind of already knew which photos I was going to pick um, based on what I thought the couple would want to post. Cause these were pr primarily the delivering photos that evening were, f was for um, like social media purposes. So I only wanted to include the photos that I thought they would want to share. And um I was keeping that in mind when I was going through the choline. Like I wasn't going to probably include any of the detail shots. I didn't think they were good enough. So I just kind of zoomed right past that. Um, I did end up picking, like I said, the flat, the lay flat one. Um, and then mostly 
the photos that I was delivering were like the first kiss, the, their portraits, a couple wedding party pictures, um, one picture, giant picture of their family, um, maybe some clothes, uh, they had, uh, she had a child. So I wanted to deliver some pictures of their kid, um, anything that I thought that they would want to deliver. Did you, uh, did you edit the depth of field at all in post? I did not. Do you wish you had? Because uh, I think it, by default it shoots at uh, equivalent of like an f4.0 and you can bring it all the way down to like a 1.8 if you want. Or you can take it up to like a 16. For the photos that I delivered, no, because I wanted to deliver them at that evening. So mm-hmm. I um, I did after um, the wedding edit those to see what it would look like. Uh, but the ones that I delivered, if we're referring to that, yeah. then no, I didn't. What app did you use to edit the photos on your phone? Uh, I just used the uh, Lightroom CC. How did that compare to editing on a laptop for you? It was harder um, because I am not familiar with it. So I didn't know how I could just sync all the photos. There is a way which I'm someone who has used the program before who's a bit smarter than me when it comes to those sorts of things. Um, with this being the first time me using it, I wanted to just be able to sync all the photos. Um, Mm -hmm. but I had to edit them individually by adding the preset. So what I did is I added the preset that I typically use for my photos onto the phone, um, to the Lightroom CC. So I could just edit it that way. Um, and saving the preset as I went along to see what worked and what didn't work. But, um, it ended up being more of like a three click process and then Mm -hmm. moving on. And with a hundred images, that's fine. But if I were to deliver an entire wedding of 700 to 900 images, it would have been a little taxing. What was the export process like for the photos to get the final JPEGs? It was easy. I just plugged it into my laptop and then, um, iPhone there, the iPhotos recognized it and I just exported them that way. Oh, cool. So delivery, how did you deliver the photos to the client? Did you use a service? Did you send them an email, a thumb drive? What was the delivery process like? I uploaded them to my um, gallery program that I use for my own photos so that um, the process was looked professional, even though the photos were from an iPhone. So uh, did you send them the photos through, uh, did you upload them through your phone or through your computer? Through the computer. Could you have uploaded them over your phone if you wanted to? Not with the service that I use. What's the service you use? Uh, I use uh, Pass for my galleries. How much space do the photos take up in the end? How many uh, gigabytes or megabytes for the full gallery? Do you know? Less than 300 megabytes, I believe. So you mentioned earlier that other vendors were um, messaging you after you posted some of the photos on Instagram and stuff like that, other photographers. Um, How did other vendors respond to the photos when they saw the gallery? Pretty surprised that Mm -hmm. the fact um, those who noticed that I said these were taken with an iPhone were like, how? How are these taken with an iPhone? Um, And they asked questions about if I used additional lenses or different programs. But um, no, I just... I wanted to use the um, phone fairly, uh, pretty much naked, <laughs> just to make sure that um, I'm using it in a way that other people, other consumers would be using the phone. And you were also naked on the day, correct? Um, only during the reception. <laughs> um, so that was all great. Um, 
just if we can, I want to ask a few last questions, just kind of conclusion, summary sort of thoughts. Yeah. So in conclusion, uh, would you recommend someone replace their DSLR or mirrorless with an iPhone 11 Pro? To give a short answer, no. Um, I don't think that it's it's ready to be used as a professional um, grade equipment. Like it's, it sounds like it's not consistent enough. Absolutely not. And mm. there's there's some things that are just like a, a no deal for me and there's absolute deal breaker. And some of that has to do with the depth of field and others. It's just like the easy accessible being able to um, use it immediately when I need to use it. Um, so no, I, I don't think so. I think there's probably some other, um, arguments for, for video, but as far as photography, n there's no way I could replace my DS DSLR with this. Can you see a way the iPhone 11 pro can fit into a professional wedding workflow in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the whole idea of us delivering photos the night of the wedding, like this is the easiest way to do it. Um, I'm not able to call and edit on my camera, but I can't on the phone. Um, so it's a way that like, if you have someone who's driving, being able to edit while someone's driving and for this, for any future weddings, if I do decide to do this, it's only going to be like delivering 10 to 15 photos. It's not going to be, you know, a hundred photos edited. Uh, so it'd be a lot quicker process and I know what I'm doing now. Or even like just if you had a photo that was a real banger on your DSLR and you knew you wanted to use it for the teaser, you could just shoot that, pull your phone out, shoot that, and then upload it that night. Yeah. Possibly before just, you even leave the wedding as like a back teaser. Of the camera shots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Well, I'm not you saying you'd yeah. pull your phone out and shoot the back of your camera. I'm saying yeah. after you shot it with your DSLR or your mirrorless, you pull your phone out, shoot it with the iPhone 11 yes, Pro. and then for sure. Boom. And that's what I, I think that was a couple of things that I did end up liking about um, it is that when... Steven was taking some really great post shots. I was like, you know, the lighting in this looks really great. So I know I, this is going to be a photo that I'm going to be able to deliver. Um, um, some people might make the argument that you can do that with the DSLR too, just to be able to pull a few images off and then uh, deliver. And that's fine. Using Wi-Fi to send the photos to your phone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But um, for a lot of the places that we shoot, we don't really have that accessibility. And um I, I just, I really liked being able to shoot with a couple of portraits with a phone because I was able to, as soon as I had Wi-Fi, I could actually post it straight to Instagram if I wanted well, to. And also like when you're using your DSLR, your mirrorless, turning Wi-Fi on is going to drain the battery a lot faster. Um, sending those photos over to your phone is going to drain the battery a lot faster. Also, it just adds another step. Now yeah. I got to send it from my phone or from my camera to my phone to get it up. Yeah. As opposed to just, it's on my phone, it's up. You yeah. Know? In a pinch, say due to camera malfunction or theft, do you think it'd be possible to use an iPhone 11 Pro as a backup or a B camera? If my equipment was stolen and the wedding was going to continue on and there was no way for me to get another photographer or camera there, absolutely. I think that it could definitely replace, but I mean, I mean really- we've joked about I, using iPhone 7s for the same I mean, thing. honestly though, like it's what, whatever you need to do to get the pictures. And mm -hmm. so, yes, I would use an iPhone five if I have to. Um, now do I think that I'm going to bring this with me to every, uh, every wedding just in case my camera malfunctions and use it as like a backup camera? No, there's no way it really is. Unless I have zero 
DSLRs, this is the only time I'm actually going to pick that up. Like even some of our lower grade DSLRs, like um, the 70, I would rather use. Um, So one final question. Uh, What advice would you give to anyone using an iPhone 11 Pro to make sure they get the most out of it? Uh, I would highly recommend shooting long periods of time with it before you actually shoot a professional event. Um, again, this Just wasn't like something that I was exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, this wasn't something that I was hired to do. Yeah. Um, I was there on my own accord. I wasn't there to be paid. I was not being paid to shoot the wedding. The people who were paid to shoot the wedding were there to capture it and they did it very well. So what I would say is to um, try to shoot an event going on or a um, bringing your kids out to the park or your dog, something where you're constantly using the photo for uh, maybe two or three hours just to get a feel of what it's like, um, because that was a huge shocker for me. I was going into it thinking that it was going to be very easy and it wasn't at all, um, especially the way that I shoot. Um, I would highly recommend figuring out what you need. Now, if you're a photographer that shoots wide most of the time, I think it's going to be a great device for you. Um, but if you're used to getting telephoto shots, maybe finding something that will give you that ability that will still create, um, just bring a magnifying glass with you, right? Yes. Magnifying glass will look awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So using, I know that they have, um, which I don't know what accessories they have. I'm honestly, I'm not a professional um, iPhone photographer. I'm not a professional iPhone photographer or a reviewer of the iPhone. I'm just talking about my own experience, but if there are accessories out there that would allow you to shoot even, even more close up, then um, I feel like that's a necessity for a wedding. Well, thank you all for joining us today as we talk to professional iPhoneographer Jennifer Van Elk. Um, she's, you know, new to the game, but she's making her way up there to the big leagues in iPhoneography. I really appreciate this, Simon uh, Van Elk. I really needed it. You're, you are paying me, right? No, never. I don't think I can sign this release then. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd want to say to anybody out there considering this uh, good idea, bad idea? This phone, garbage as a camera. Uh, what do you think? It's not garbage. It's actually a decent camera. It's just, it's a decent point and shoot camera. It's not a professional camera. Mm-hmm. Is there, uh, would you recommend it for anything? Um, as far as like, if you were shooting something where you didn't need depth of field, like uh, let's say you're doing real estate photography, um, where <laughs> traditionally you want some, you want something where you can- Are we starting the interview again? No, I'm just <laughs> okay. curious. No. Okay. So let's say you're shooting like real estate or something where you don't want shallow depth of field. Could you use this phone for that, you think? Um, possibly. Turn off the portrait mode and just go at it? I haven't done it, so I don't know. Um, I would probably say doing a little bit of real estate, there's a lot of extra work that I do in, in Photoshop. So I don't really know how much that would take away or cause me to have more issues. I would say shooting with um, the iPhone when I was doing the dress shots. We had the dress in the window and it almost made it impossible to be able to get a picture without it being silhouetted. So I think it would be very difficult. Um, But I think there are some shots that would work like uh, a ambient lit kitchen. Because the dynamic range just wasn't good enough on the dress shot even in like HDR mode or anything? No. Okay. 
I'm without editing, but I think you get into the problem of um, like pixelation and what the images are going to be used for. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us about yeah. the iPhone. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, babe. I love you. Okay, finger fatigue is something I'm trying to make happen. Could you just say, like, finger fatigue in, like, a real cool voice for me? Finger fatigue. That's perfect. Oh, finger fatigue, dude. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.